Okay. Um, while um, while Patrick's account is connecting to the mic, I'll uh, I'll get us rolling. Uh, thanks everybody for joining for a third space in a weekly series called Adopting Bitcoin: A Conversation with Galloy. I'm Andrew, uh, marketing at Galloy, and um, and we have Kamal here as well, um, adopting Bitcoin account. And so coming off of the Adopting Bitcoin Lightning Summit. Um, we were really excited about all of the uh, the energy that that kind of went into that and, and came out of that and decided to start hosting a series uh, to, of discussions with thoughtful leaders about how to better enable communities and institutions to use Bitcoin as money. Um, and so today we're happy to have uh, Patrick. Patrick, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Excellent. That, that was painful. We're off to- <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're off to the races um so uh you know i first noticed bitcoin lake um you know patrick published a post on medium back in september and then um provided an update uh about a month ago and then we happened to run into each other at the airport coming home from uh, adopting bitcoin and uh and we thought it'd be great to to get together and and have him share um an update maybe some of the origin and and you know talk about where we are today so uh we have patrick from bitcoin lake and then uh we have hunter as well a co-founder uh and president of galloway so um i think i'd like to kick us off with a a brief introduction and then we'll kind of hop in so uh patrick do you want to do a quick intro Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Andrew. So, yeah, uh, Patrick Melder, Dr. Melder, I'm a ear, nose, and throat surgeon by training, uh, Bitcoiner since about 2018. And I've spent many summers down in Guatemala with my family in Panhachel, which is on Lake Atitlan. Um, I've been uh, corrected by another gringo that it's not um, Atitlan, it's Atitlan. Um, but anyway, we spent many summers down there with my family, helping a school with um, art camp. And, you know, this is from my Christian um, background ethos. And um, about the time that I heard about Bitcoin Beach, um, I was thinking about what we could do to bring, you know, independence and self-sovereignty and economic freedom to um, that area of Guatemala. And that's when I came up with the idea of, of Bitcoin Lake and um, that's kind of how it all started with the concept uh, beginning in the spring of this year. And then just through connections was able to finally meet you guys, made it down to um, your adopting uh, Bitcoin conference, which was uh, fantastic. And um, one thing led to another and we spent we just got back from a week um, doing our preliminary trip in Guatemala last week and meeting with the school that we have a long relationship with and kind of doing our first educational series, which was received very well. So that's that's kind of the backstory and just excited to be a part of this. And I appreciate the the time to talk about it. Awesome. Uh, Hunter, do you want to provide a quick intro and make sure that uh, folks know who you are? The folks that don't already, I see some reg- regular faces here. Sure. Uh, Hunter here, co-founder of Galloy. Quite simply, we created our, our business on the basis of we have complete conviction that Bitcoin is money over IP. Most of the world just doesn't realize it yet. And our mission is to make it easy for people to use Bitcoin as money. We make Bitcoin banking infrastructure and we serve communities, institutions, governments, companies um, as our clients in order to make it easy for them to deliver services, banking services on Bitcoin for their constituents. Right on. So um, so without further ado, let's, <clears throat> let's hop in. Patrick, you, you touched on this a bit in your intro 
um, I'd love to hear a little bit about sort of the genesis of the idea. Like, like talk us through a little bit of, um, you know, the, the, the first motions back in, I think the spring you mentioned, um, where you started to see the opportunity and maybe, maybe provide a little bit of the context of, uh, you know, the community, um, that you're building in as well. Sure. Sure. So, um, just again, as a refresher coming from a background of my Christian ethos and by, by no means is this a, is a Christian effort, but that's just the, my, my framework of reference for everybody. So, uh, you know, a lot of times when, uh, whether it's a Christian NGO or an NGO, a lot of times when you go and do work in developing countries, one of the, the, I guess the issues is that you can go and do a work, but, um, when you leave, you, you don't, you can't really provide any sort of long-term, economic opportunity. Um, and if you do, uh, you have to be very careful about creating dependence. And, and that's kind of, you know, what I've seen in all my years of, of being on missions trips and kind of when we'd go down to Guatemala, you could go there and, and basically put a Band-Aid on, on the situation. But then when you leave, um, the people are grateful for what you've done, but um, just trying to provide another way to leave a lasting impact without dependence and obviously, Bitcoin, Bitcoin just fundamentally does that. And, you know, the, the community in, in Panachel is not unlike what is in El Salvador. I, I don't know what the banking statistics are, but it can't be that, that far off from what we found in El Salvador with 70% being unbanked. Um, what makes uh, Panachel a little bit different than uh, what's going on in, in Bitcoin Beach is there's a very active um, tourist community and expat community in Panachel, and um, that just provides another, I guess, step in the ability for Bitcoin to kind of grab on. And I think, um, based on the community, probably would have a quicker adoption than than what was found what what was going on with uh, Bitcoin uh, Beach. But, um, you know, uh, it's a city of about 18,000. The community around Lake Atitlan, um, a population of upwards of about 300,000 total. Um, it's a fairly large lake. It's one of the, um, well, it's one of the most beautiful lakes in the world, um, but it's uh, like Lake Tahoe. It's, it's dying, but, uh, poor waste management, uh, mainly human waste management, but um, there's a lot of farming activity around the lake using unsustainable farming practices. But it's a beautiful area and um, a great opportunity for, I think, rapid adoption of Bitcoin and, and to provide the economic opportunity that um, Bitcoin can bring, bring those that are in developing countries. And, you know, I have, a, I have a tremendous heart for and a moral conviction about what the U.S. dollar and, um, you know, Alex Gladstein's piece talking about the, the uh, monetary colonialism um, have a real moral conviction about doing this because of that. And so that's kind of the, the background of, of, you know, why, why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, that's great. And, you know, as I think I handed you maybe a couple printed copies of the Bitcoin banking for communities article yes. uh, that we brought down to adopting Bitcoin. And, you know, in that, in that vein, you know, I think a lot of what we like to do um, in this space is to, um, to capture and, and share um, some learnings and process and how we go about um, putting our plans into motion. You know, an initial question that comes to mind is, you know, once you decided that this is an idea that you wanted to move forward with, um, did you, you know, who did you connect with? Like, what were some of the steps that, that you've been taking, like, sort of early on to, um, you know, to kind of 
you know, sow the seeds for this this project? Well, that's a great question. So we, we knew that we had the community um, connections. So that was not a first step for us. Really, what I wanted to do is make sure that um, we, you know, we as a family had the conviction to make sure that we're going to stay with this and make sure that the the larger Bitcoin community was also supporting this. I mean, the last thing I want to do is go in there and be a lone ranger and not have any support of the Bitcoin community. So that's why I started the 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 Twitter handle. Uh, that's why I started publishing on Medium, the plan. And so those are the, those are kind of the first steps. And after that, it was just a matter of making sure that, uh, in fact, you know, there there was real interest in seeing this. Uh, adopted and then after um, that, after those initial steps, then we um, reached out to Nancy Sufuentes, who um, owns the school down in in Guatemala that we were that we're partnering with, and making sure that there was interest on on her part. And, and sure enough, there was. Um, so we kind of went around it. We we went about it trying to make sure there was Bitcoin community interest first, and then um, reaching out to the the school down there because we knew there was going to be interest on their part. That's fantastic. Um, how about the, uh, the sort of the, the, the surrounding sort of um, perception of, uh, of Bitcoin in the area and maybe maybe adoption? Can you speak a little bit to that thing that you're kind of introducing um, for the first time or, or, or did you, you know, are, are you building on some initial conversations and, and work that yeah, you see people doing uh, down in Guatemala. Okay, that's a that's a great question. A little little tricky. The there there was some initial work with um, some Bitcoin adoption efforts around the lake, and in fact, while we were down there in another little town, they were having a crypto meeting. Uh, crypto meaning not Bitcoin. So there there is some nascent interest in Bitcoin adoption, but the. The politics of the of the surrounding lake is very interesting, and we weren't fully aware of this until we actually got there. But because of the environmental issues uh, related to the lake, uh, there's been a lot of uh, back and forth between efforts to try to clean up the lake. And um, it's just whenever anybody comes in with a new idea, Bitcoin or not, there's there's a, there's a lot of hair raising that goes on and. Uh, we had to kind of understand that, and that that's what we did the first couple of hours is try to understand the politics. And really, we didn't understand this, but when people hear the word mining, they automatically assume that we were going to come in there and destroy the lake. And so w- what we found out is during our first educational session, um, that that was a primary concern is that we that we explained exactly what Bitcoin mining was. And um, once they heard the explanation of it and that it wasn't going to destroy the lake, um, that that was sufficient. And in fact, one of the the organizers of preserving the lake and the culture around the lake was actually at the meeting. And so it was very important for them to hear what Bitcoin mining was all about. And then once once we explained that the economic case was that was that was kind of secondary. I mean, the economic case, I think, speaks for itself. And you don't have to really explain how bad the the local currency is the Kitsau. Uh, in El Salvador, they, they're a dollarized economy. In Guatemala, they use the Kitsau, um, which is the, the the national bird. So it's named after the bird. Um, but you know, most people get it that their their money is losing value. And when you explain the returns, and I I kind of did it in an inter- interesting way when I was explaining the returns on Bitcoin. Um, we we talked about what would be a good interest rate on a savings account, and I started really low, and everybody was. Ex- 
was willing to accept like a 4% return if they stuck their money in the bank. They all knew that they weren't getting any return. And then I slowly walked that return up, you know, double digits, triple digits, and then finally got up to the average of 200%. And so once you start talking numbers like that, the the uh, the monetary case for Bitcoin is, um, I think that's the easiest thing to, to sell. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great approach. Um, you mentioned the uh, some of the meetings, the educational sessions. Are these the ones that you've been having recently, like within the past couple of weeks? Um, definitely something I'd, I'm interested to to hear a little bit more about. Yeah, so we had uh, one session uh, in on. So we arrived in Guatemala on Wednesday. Uh, we had a session on Thursday with uh, Nancy, some of the uh, community leaders and her teachers that will be involved in the, the ongoing education. And then we had extended educational sessions on Friday with Nancy and uh, one of the business owners. We actually um, uh, brought on a business owner to start adopting first steps to start adopting Bitcoin for her pizzeria. Um, so those are the educational sessions that we, that we had. Great. Um, interested to hear a little bit about about your approach for those um, and and kind of how how they've been going. Um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of what we see and coming off of El Salvador, where we know you know a lot of progress has been made, a lot of work yet still to be done, and, yes. and there's you know significant significant education there. Um, you know, what's your gauge on on you know uh, the 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 speed of of sort of adoption and understanding? And do you have any maybe uh, lessons learned or like you know for the better or, or or things that you know were a little bit challenging coming off of those sessions? No, I mean, really, I I was expecting a little more um, hesitancy or um, maybe pushback, but once we got over the mining issue. There, there seemed to be, they were very excited about the possibility of, of bringing Bit, Bitcoin into the community. The, we, um, so I was, I was pleasantly surprised with that. And the, you know, we, and, and part of the reason that we had this meeting with the community was our approach is to, to go into the school and teach the children. And, that, and that's a lesson learned from Bitcoin Beach. We didn't, we don't want to be teaching a bunch of adults. I mean, some of the adults just barely were able to, to um, you know, use their cell phones or smartphones. So we didn't want to repeat the mistakes of Bitcoin Beach, and because of their learn, we decided to go through the school. So the primary purpose of this meeting was to basically put the community on notice: Hey, this is what we're doing. We're going to be doing this in the school. Um, we're we're basically going to model it after Bitcoin Beach as far as educating the children. Um, they're going to come up with chore, chores that the children can do in the community, specifically picking up trash around the lake and all that. And and um, we've come up with a um, we've part, we're going to be partnering with um, some folks that have come up with some great educational material because we were looking at the prospect of having to basically create a school curriculum in Spanish. My wife is Spanish, you know, Spanish to be dangerous, but we were looking at basically creating curriculum from, from scratch and translating into Spanish, but we found a great uh, resource for um, providing content for us. And um, so we will, the Guatemalan school year begins in January and the plan is to basically start um, lessons in January with the children. And the other goal of the meeting was to actually educate Nancy's adult children uh, one is a medical student and the other is in college. He's 19. So that, um, and they speak English. So the goal was to educate them 
so that they had enough awareness about Bitcoin so that when we start doing the educational program in January, and that, that will be done remotely, I'll, I'll zoom in, but they'll have enough awareness and understanding of, of Bitcoin so that we won't, we won't spend time, you know, me teaching them while they're translating. So that was another purpose of the, of the meeting was to, to prep them for the, the learning sessions in January. Oh, that sounds great. Thanks for thanks for shedding a little light on that. Um, how about some of the tools uh, that you're that you've considered and or are, are thinking about in terms of, um, you know, sending, receiving sats, you know, uh, is, is there, you know, thoughts around ATMs? What types of what types of things are you uh, thinking? How are you thinking about the sort of the, the tools that you're going to be using? Yeah, great question. So, um, we we had every before we went down, we had everyone download the wallet of Satoshi. Um, just because of a very simple uh, user interface. And remarkably, they all had downloaded it. And part of the educational uh, class, we actually, I sent Satoshis to everyone and everyone was sending Satoshis back and forth. And that was really phenomenal to see that happen. And there was a lot of excitement with that. Uh, so that was number one. The number two with the shop owner, we had them download the the Bitcoin Beach wallet and um, started um, getting her integrated into the Bitcoin Beach Wallet so she could start accepting payments at her restaurant. And we, you know, I, I take that to the next step. But that's one of the tools that we used. And as far as, um, you know, one of the issues that, or one of the questions that she had, obviously, is once you get Satoshis or Bitcoin, how do you convert it? So um, we were having... Uh, people also download the blue wallet so they would have an off ramp to convert it into fiat and uh, probably not the best uh, thing to mention in, the, in these circles, but uh, Coinbase as well. So you could, you know, trade it and, and exchange it um, into fiat. Um, and so we're looking at some other options for that as well. Uh, so those those are the primary tools. And then as far as educational material, we had um I got in touch with uh, Scott Sibley for the Shamari uh, card game. So we'll be using that uh, for the children in January. And then Scott uh, put me in touch with um, some other great resources and um, for uh, education. And um, I'm, I'm blanking on the, the educational material right now, but pretty much the educational material for uh, school-age children and young adults and uh, college age uh, adults is pretty much out there and available. And it's a matter of just trying to adopt, having to reinvent the wheel. That, that was the greatest fear and hurdle is, oh my goodness, we've got to create all this educational material for this audience, but it's, it's essentially out there and ready to be deployed. Agreed. I see some faces on this call who, who have had a big hand in, in building and deploying and translating some of that. So, I mean, you know, the, uh, the tools are out there just, you know, connecting the dots and, and you know, building off of what, what folks have provided is, is really awesome. Yeah. And it's um, Samya uh, Munjal with uh, Youthful Savings. She's been instrumental and we're going to be connecting. And then Isaiah, um, uh, I believe it's uh, right. I can't remember his last name, but he's created um, some educational material for the city of Miami. Um, he's going to be uh, pr providing that material for us as well. I think we're all set on the educational side. Sounds great. Um, yeah, one thing. One thing I'll mention. Sorry for a little bit of background noise here. Um, was actually just connecting. I don't know if you you all have seen um, the project going on in in South Africa, Bitcoin Akasi, 
Um, but but learning a little bit about that project and and um, the the gentleman mentioned um, that the learning which we also saw in Bitcoin Beach, which is um, you know the ability to to turn Bitcoin back into fiat is is a is a big moment. Yes. Um, to, to get people over the hurdle for using Bitcoin as money, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, in order for, you know, a merchant, for instance, to be accepting this, they want they want to have that confidence. So uh, no harm, no foul, um, but on the, uh, <laughs> the Coinbase mention. And the other thing, the other thing that, uh, that we talked about is, and, and, you know, we'd just love to see, you know, yourself, Bitcoin Jungle, we've probably seen popping up, mm-hmm. Bitcoin Akasi is like, um, you know, leaders like yourselves in the space that are that are just that are trying um, and using the tools available to move forward and um, bringing the, uh, the community a lot, you know, the folks on this call and who will listen later together to, you know, to continue to make it better and reduce friction. Yes. So, um, you know, kudos, kudos to that. So I'm, I'm curious what, um, you know, where sort of what's next for you? Like, what are, what's the next biggest, uh, you know, couple hurdles or milestones that you're, that you're thinking about? Well, uh, one of the, uh, the next step obviously is just to start the educational program in January. So until that happens, um, I, I'm not expecting any hurdles. I think that the other thing that we learned really is, you know, we wanted to provide an ethos of what Bitcoiners are all about, you know, openness, transparency, honesty, and uh, for that, what we did is we created a, a Facebook group specifically for Lake Bitcoin that's in Spanish. And basically, we're we are publishing a, you know, Bitcoin Lakes. These are our values um, so that everyone understands um, what we're aligned with. And we're communicating on the Facebook group that, you know, if you don't see it on the Facebook group, it's it's probably FUD. And so the Facebook group needs to be the, the primary source of information for people to understand what's going on rather than ginning, ginning up, you know, uh, controversy or, you know, um, uh, political, you know, infighting. We want, we want the Facebook group to be basically the face of Bitcoin uh, Lake at all times. Um, so I think probably from a, from a hurdles perspective, we just need to make sure that um, – we start off right that nothing is miscommunicated and if there is miscommunication we need to make sure that people have access to you know quote unquote the expert me and that was that was you know not to pat myself on the back but that was another important distinction for them is that when we went down there you know i kind of described my background and you know i had the fortunate pleasure of of helping edit some of the stuff for jimmy song and and um the stuff uh, for the congressional uh, leaders for um, these meetings this week. And so I was able to put that in there as being quote unquote, the expert. And so, you know, when, when, if there's FUD in the future from the community, they can always say, well, the expert said this, despite, you know, what you're hearing or whatever. So I think that's important from a credibility perspective, especially if you're not living in the community. Um, That's something that we, that we um, instilled as well. Got it. Uh, um, and then one, I just wanted to revisit. I, I think that you mentioned, um, was it a pizza? Yes. Place yes. That was that was sort of an early, which is nice and which is poetic. Um, <laughs> yes. Speak a little bit about, um, you know, one of the things that I know that Mike talks a, a lot about in Bitcoin Beach is is the chicken and the egg, right? Like having a place to uh, to spend Bitcoin uh, for the folks who are earning it. 
Um, can you speak a little bit just about how you're thinking about merchant adoption or growth? Is it, you know, are you starting with the pizza place and letting it grow organically from there? Or do you have some, um, you know, your sights on some, uh, some, some, a set of merchants, for instance? Well, honestly, um, I was not expecting the, the pizzeria uh, gal to, to be interested. Didn't even know she was going to be there, but uh, we didn't want to turn away interest. Uh, she's been interested in Bitcoin. She bought it about six months ago herself. She's got a couple of partners who don't want to uh, start accepting Bitcoin, but she just described some of the economic issues they've had, especially because it's so heavily um, dependent upon tourism. They suffered significantly um, during COVID. So she sees Bitcoin as kind of a way out as a buffer for something like that. So uh, we weren't expecting that, but we were willing to accept um, and bring her on. But ideally, what we'd like to do, I was expecting to bring on small vendors. You know, they have these what are called tiendas, small shops that I guess would be equivalent to like a bodega in New York City. You walk a couple of blocks and, you know, you can get everything you need. So there are small tiendas. I was expecting to bring on some small shop owners. Um, some of the taxi drivers or what are called tuk-tuks, um, maybe some of the boat drivers that drive on the lake. But uh, we didn't have any uh, folks like there present at the meeting. Um, but that, that's going to be the next step is to make sure that we have kind of the, the small economy that people use every day to, to spend their Satoshis. That, that would be the next step for us. That's great. Um, what I'd like to do is, um, is, is start, you know, inviting folks up if they have some questions to ask of you, if that's okay. Absolutely. Maybe before, while, while, while we're getting some, some folks up, I, you know, I, I would like, you know, how, how can the community support you? Or, you know, are there, are there things that, um, that are published or, or sort of spread the news about that, um, uh, that would, that would elicit com, uh, support from the community? Well, what I'd like to do is I think, thanks for that question. What, what I, what I'd really like for everyone to do, uh, to, to show, that you know this is a community effort i want the guatemalans and those in Shell to really know that uh, bitcoin is a community effort so to speak if you guys could just start uh, donating satoshis directly to the school and i'll, I'll leave a a uh, link for that but if you guys could just start donating to help get this project going because the 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 vision is i i want this to not just be about bitcoin but you know, we need to provide a new economic opportunity for these children. In Guatemala, education is not that great. Uh, children go to school and to about the age of 16, 17. A lot of them don't have economic opportunity after that. They go to basically a step above a trade school. They'll go and learn bookkeeping or some simple, you know, um, clerical task. But there's not a lot of opportunity. And if we could introduce these kids to bitcoin nodes programming mining so i i want every child in the school that's going to be to have a node uh to see what that's all about so we're, we need 25 to 30 nodes and i want i wanted to use a model like umbral so they could build it and kind of see you know how that works even though it's not that complicated i want them to be involved in the process we want to start sustainable mining and we actually have a, a gentleman in St. Louis that has two high school seniors that are working on a senior project for sustainable mining. And um, it looks like they may be coming down in the spring to um, start a sustainable mining project uh, there in Pana. Um, so to the extent that anybody has any expertise in any of that, if anybody has expertise, I mean, if anybody knows Spanish and wants to be involved in teaching, that would be great. 
Um, but I guess just Bitcoin community engagement, donating and just showing that you're interested in um, what, what's going on down there. That's great. Would the um, would the Coinos link be an appropriate thing to pin here? Yes. Would, yes. That would. That, all right. And then let me pin it there. And if someone and if someone wants to donate a larger amount, um, the school has a direct. Uh, we set them up with a direct uh, BTC uh, blue wallet that you can directly donate to the school, and that's on their website. Their website. That's fantastic. I just posted uh, the link in the, I think they call it the nest. I don't know if that's an official term or not, but uh, up in the top of the spaces here. So smash, uh, send some sats their way, everybody. Um, and it looks like we do have a question. Antidote, um, did you want to hop up and, and ask a question or have a comment? Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, make my opinion here. And uh, thank you for uh, Bitcoin Lake uh, teaching um the watermelons for Bitcoin, and I hope uh, your project becomes a success. Because if you win, all of us win. I've been to uh, Lake Atitlan; it's a beautiful place, beautiful, uh, excellent people. Uh, and I have three main questions. One is um, how is the power grid system there? The electrical power grid system. Two, uh, how is the internet connection there? And three is. How is have you received any opposition from uh, any politician out there? Because I know Guatemala right now, it's not as, um, I can say it's not as stable as Salvador, like Bukele has 97, whatever percent that he has, but he has the majority of people supporting him. And I don't know about Guatemala, so that's that's all. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to make my opinion here. Those are great questions. So the, the power grid sucks. Um, the, we were there and the power went out several times, uh, one for a couple of hours and once it went out overnight, but uh, we were at a hotel, so they had a, a, a backup power generator. Um, so we didn't notice, but um, our hosts uh, that live there in the city told us the next day. So, and that's another thing that we do with the, the sustainable Bitcoin mining. You know, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the, the Square research and the ARK investment research about uh, providing sustainable mining and building out a, a green grid. So ideally, what I'd like to see happen is that we help with Bitcoin mining to, to build out a sustainable and reliable energy grid there in Pont HL. Um, that, that, that would be my long-term vision and goal. And as far as the internet, the internet's okay. Um, it's, it's, you know, obviously as good as the power is concerned. Um, I didn't have any problems when I was there, but you know, it's, it's not first world, first world internet, uh, but it's, it's decent. And then we didn't have any specific political opposition. We were just cognizant of the quote unquote political atmosphere around the lake, but I, I think it's too early for us to, to mention any political uh, opposition and I think that's another reason that we wanted to start the Facebook group and get as much of a community-wide engagement so that um, hopefully the there will be little political opposition in the future. Great. Um, good questions. Um, thanks for shedding some light on that. Matt, did you have a question or comment? Hi, yeah. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, Really, really like uh, what you're doing. Uh, family, I have some family from Guatemala, so really 
appreciative of this. There's, uh, I was in El Salvador last month for the uh, LA BitConf, and the guys at Nodal are creating a lightning only node, and they're trying to keep it under $100. Um, so you wow. might want to reach out to them to see uh, to see where they are pretty close to completion. Uh, they wanted to kind of have a, a little bit more affordable um, plan and, and hardware so people can custody their own Bitcoin and such like that. So, uh, you know, we'd definitely be open to uh, providing funds to, do to donate and purchase a couple of those noddles when they're ready um, to do that's, that. That's and awesome. then I don't know. Uh, second thing, I don't know if you've heard of the Expat Files podcast. I have not. Um, okay, if not, look look him up, uh, Senor Johnny. He's actually down there near Guatemala City, and he's been pushing and and really um, kind of crying, yelling from the mountains for people to adopt Bitcoin and such since like 2013 on his podcast, and wow. he does. Okay. Uh, um, he does seminars usually twice a year for people looking to, say, relocate um, to Central America for uh, more privacy, liberty, and freedom and such. And one of the stops is actually out in Lake Aditlan. Okay, So awesome. you might want to reach out to him, the, the expatfiles at gmail.com, and just be like, hey, you know, if next time you guys come out here or if you know anybody um, that wants to spend Bitcoin out here, you know, we'd love to have them come spend Bitcoin um, That's and, awesome. and be vocal about it, you know, um, more and more like everywhere I go, you know, when I go to check out, I always ask, you accept Bitcoin? Uh, and most of the time it's no. And, you know, why not? You know, you, I mean, why wouldn't you want to uh, and, and such? And I think if the, the business owners there start seeing more and more people asking, you know, you accept Bitcoin, you accept Bitcoin and such or Bitcoin, um, yeah, I think that'll that'll help too with them when you start saying, you know, trying to adopt it a little bit more. And then, um, have you considered just um, maybe funding uh, a couple of people to just go walk the streets and go into businesses one by one? Do you accept Bitcoin? Why or why not? Okay, well, I'd like to I'd like to buy, you know, whatever you're offering, but I only pay in Bitcoin. Hmm. And just have them maybe go out every day with the goal to spend just five or or ten dollars worth of Bitcoin. That, that's a great idea. And, and, and just, you know, I mean, that kind of helps when you're like, oh, you know, and I've been in restaurants and bars and such late, you know, I'd, I'd like to tip you, but I only tip in Bitcoin mm, okay. and all. And, you know, when it comes time to put the tip, I just put zero and no Bitcoin. Mm. I say, oh, I'm more than happy to tip you in Bitcoin because that will save you long term awesome. rather than the, some of the work that you're doing here. And just, I, you know, I take a hard line stance with some of it. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, I think that might help too, is just sending out every single day a couple people to just door knock businesses. And when you onboard them, uh, if you can get, leave them a, a Bitcoin sticker or flyer or something, you know, Bitcoin accepted here. Um, so everybody on the street can see, you know, Bitcoin accepted there. I think honestly, it would, would really help you guys. That's awesome. And such, because, you know, we, you know, before the pandemic, we were in Guatemala, you know, every year, sometimes twice a year. And we're there for a month or two at a time. And, you know, I would love to uh, spend some Bitcoin next time we're in uh, Lake Aritlan, which is beautiful. I've been to, you know, all the cities and all the villages on the side there. And we even looked at property on the, on the lake and such. And, you know, I hope I really hope you and pray that you guys succeed. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Sooner, sooner than later. <laughs> sooner than later.
thank you for the comments and the questions. I, you know, I, I agree definitely. Um, you know, the notion, and we see this with uh, with Bitcoin Beach. Uh, you know, of ha <clears throat> of having people in the community having conversations one on one is so crucial, right? Um, I love Patrick the idea with the Facebook group as like a a place where people can go for trusted information as like a as a support to that as well. Um, you know. Uh, you know, because we're on bit, a lot of us are on Bitcoin Twitter, um, but the people in these communities, I think, um, are, aren't always here. Right. So this is more of, you know, the Bitcoin community. And then, you know, having that local Facebook group, I think, is a great idea. Um, Patrick, I, you know, I think it, it looks like um, th we don't have new questions. I would love to hear from you. You know, what are there any things that we didn't ask about or um, that you're excited about that you wanted to share with this group or? Or any of your your podcast episodes, you you would point people to to get a little bit more information. Well, uh, thanks thanks for that, Andrew. So um, I've done a couple of podcasts. My my podcast is Mission Bitcoin. So the I've done a couple of podcast interviews with uh, Guatemalans and um, about Bitcoin Lake, and I'm going to be um, doing more uh, Bitcoin Lake specific podcast interviews in the future because I I. Um, I want there to be kind of a, a living memorial and a, a progress report of what's going on down there to keep the community excited. Um, but no, this has been a great conversation. I've appreciated the questions and I honestly appreciated the interest from everyone. It's, it's, it's heartwarming. Thank you so much. Awesome. Um, I, I see we do have one last question if you have time for it, Patrick, course, and then we'll, yeah. and then we'll like uh, take some final comments and, and, and wrap it up. So Ricky, did you have a, a thought or a comment or a question? Yes, hi Patrick. Uh, I'm uh, an architect, so um, colleague of yours. You're a doctor, so uh, mm -hmm. pleasure between professionals. I'm in Canada, originally from Guatemala, so uh, I'm uh, looking from afar at your work. Thank you very much. Whatever you need, we're there to help. And I was just going to point out to everybody that our uh, Atitlan is in the indigenous lands there's yes. a lot of indigenous mm. people and uh, i think that's uh, the language barrier is a challenge because even uh, even spanish the many people there have trouble speaking spanish because there there's other uh, native uh, languages so that can be another barrier because there's uh, there's like 27 uh, languages uh, in guatemala and uh, I think uh, it brings you to another dimension when uh, you also think about the fact that uh, people are, uh, they're poor. Uh, and we've had uh, trouble with, uh, with uh, kids. Uh, there's like uh, 39 kids that died this year of hunger. So that's a big issue. So getting cell phones, getting smartphones is going to be an issue. Like, uh, that's another thing that mean, like we don't think about, but over there, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a challenge. And uh, so, yeah, any, any questions you guys have, I, I can answer them. I, I saw the Ibex guys were here a little bit earlier, but they just left. So uh, any questions on Guatemala? I'm here, or Patrick, you know, I'm here too. Ricky, I really appreciate that. that that's awesome. Thanks so much. 
Great. Well, this has been great, Patrick. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'd love to hand the mic to you for, for any final words you have or and, and if you could let people know, you know, where the best places to stay in touch with this project are, because um, I think I speak for, for all of us when, when I say, you know, when we're seeing these, these communities leading the way and, and trying things out. It's really exciting um, for all of us, and, and we want to be able to channel our support in the right places. I appreciate that. I mean, the best place to follow the progress is at the Twitter handle Lake Bitcoin, and you know, on the on my podcast as well. Uh, I'm just uh, really appreciative and blown away by the support uh, and the questions that you guys have had. And um, just please support, donate, uh, reach out directly to the school to let them know that there are uh, Bitcoiners around the world that are interested in, in helping them. That, that would be a very big signal to them. And um, you could find their link um, on uh, the, the medium work that I've done on Bitcoin Lake. So that's really what I have to say. And I, I'm, I'm thankful. Thanks so much for this time. Awesome. With that, we will close it up. We'll be, uh, we'll be capturing and posting this uh, live. So follow uh, at Galloy Money and or at Adopting BTC if, if you want to have access to this recording uh, should be up in the next day or so. So thanks all for joining. Andrew, and see you I'll, next week. I'll, one, say, I'll say one more thing. You guys should uh, have the conference next year in Panahachel. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Hey. <laughs> That's the plug. Definitely, uh, definitely going to be looking for, for places for adopting uh, Bitcoin, uh, you know, 2022. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of excitement out there. So stay tuned. Awesome. OK, thanks. Yeah, I second that one. <laughs> I second that. Cheers all. <laughs> Cheers all. Have a great day. Okay. Bye bye.